Hey there, I'm Gary, I'm the CEO of High Five, and today we've got Brad Clainsmith. Brad is the lead singer of an amazing band called Gangs of Ballet. Okay, Gangs of Ballet is situated in Durban, um, has been going since 2011, has won numerous awards, including the MTV Africa, five SOMA nominations, an MK Award, and seven top ten singles across numerous uh, national radio stations. So thanks, Brad, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Cool, really, really man. cool to be here. It's just, uh, there's obviously quite a few similarities between running a band and a company. And I thought um, there could, could be lots of learnings that come out of this conversation. So let's see how it goes. So tell us more just about, you know, running Gangs of Ballet and how you got into actually running the band and, and leading it, you know, and to where it is today. Yeah, well, we didn't actually know that we were uh, running a business, to be honest, until we were a couple, of, a couple of shows in and all of a sudden you play a show and cash arrives in your hand and you're like, uh, who gets this? <laughs> Where does this money go? And what happens? Uh, and then all of a sudden the fees get high and all that stuff. And um, uh, so Gangs originally started, I, I wanted to play bass in a, in a band. And uh, my brother's an amazing drummer and we kind of... Um, we thought, oh, we'll, do, we'll have a go. And there's another guy fronting the band. And um, later he left and I was, uh, I was, I always say I was demoted to playing guitar and singing. Um, and uh, it kind of just went in from there. We started, our first show was um, the 6th of April, 2011. And um, it was in this filthy, disgusting club called Unit 11. But it was like amazing. Like 300 capacity, 600 people there. Hot, sweaty mess best case scenario for us, you know, terrible sound system. And um, we had a great reception from the word go. And as soon as, after the first couple of shows, we really felt like instant momentum, which was like one of the key things um, that actually pushed us into what we wanted to do. Um, and we've always, that, that little principle of momentum is something we've really, really treasured. You know, like we, we almost, we've, we've been really sensitive about momentum um, in the band the whole time and uh, making sure that we, we maintain momentum because you, you work so hard to get there um, and like I've seen a lot of other bands where they kind of they gain the momentum and think oh finally you know and then but thankfully I think we had the presence of mind to say well you work for momentum and momentum creates success you know so um, we would have to like push through that but yeah it's been it's been a learning from uh, from all sides for us so eh? So you're saying sometimes the momentum like builds up and you get it to a point and you think you've arrived, but then you actually realize yeah. you've actually got to keep going on or you're saying sometimes it's, you're almost like going too far past the momentum and pushing it too much. So I find like, especially with um, uh, kind of up and coming guys, it's like a, an obvious example is when uh, they think if they sign a record label, like a record deal and they're made, but that's only step one. Yeah. So like, um, it's very underrated how hard it is to gain momentum and momentum is not the destination. That's the starting point. It's only once you have momentum that you gain success. So it's kind of like you, you actually like work so, so hard just to get to that point. Um, but you've got to double your workload once you hit that thing, because it's only at that point that you start to take steps forward. I think, I think a similar example to that would be up and coming like startups, you know, small companies, you kind of kick yep. off and then I think they get all excited about raising finance or landing their first client only to realize yeah. the work actually only starts there and you can't arrive yeah. and settle, you know? 
It's about like that's your first night. Yeah. That's your first sleepless night. As that money hits the bank, it's your first sleepless night, dude. <laughs> and and it's, tell me some of the like uh, like the the lessons that you've learned just over the last ten years. I mean, you went for almost I can almost equate it to like pretty much a startup to a fairly successful band. You know, winning awards. Like, what were some of the hardest periods over those like eight years? You know. Um. So. We, the moment we got some momentum, we realized that we actually wanted to, uh, for a band, you know, you've got the potential of turning it into either art and just fun as a hobby, or you can turn it into a career. And I think we saw this momentum and we all wanted it to be a career, and it's a huge difference. So whenever we got opportunities, like in the early days, we'd play with some of the bigger bands, you know, open for them, and we'd make sure we'd buy them a drink afterwards and, you know, ask them questions. And I think they were all expecting like, to ask, oh, no, what guitar are you playing? You know, what pedal are you using? Um, but we, we quickly recognized that the bands that had uh, upfront success, the back end was really, really, really tight. So we would sit and ask them about uh, touring costs, tax, uh, finance. Oh um, how do you guys, do you guys have salaries or do you break it up uh, each fee? Um, and we started to, as, as much as the front end, the front end is the easy part for us because that's what we're producing anyway. That was our exhaust fumes. Um, it was that back-end thing that we had to like study a little bit to actually understand how to start a sustainable business. Um, and that's kind of the key. It's like um, you can start a business or you can plan for a sustainable one. You know, what are those little, little check marks along the way? And obviously, we made a, a lot of terrible errors along the way, one of which I remember actually now that we're talking. Uh, one of our biggest errors was when we got money, we, we got a, like a big lump sum of money in, and we just thought, oh, we need to refresh our gear, dude. And we went off. <laughs> We would basically put ourselves in, at square one again because we just didn't have the presence of mind to, to just take a breath after that, you know. It's all those, so it's all those little back-end things of having how to build something that will last. And it has, it's been successful for seven years now, you know. Yeah. Um, we crossed the two-year mark and um, we could easily go on, but, uh, but life's just changed for us, yeah. Yeah, tell me more about that. I mean, you recently uh, it came out, obviously, the news now that the, the band's breaking up and you're, you're wrapping things up. I mean, tell me, tell us how you came upon that decision, you know? Yeah, I mean, I've, I, I refer to us as uh, active creators, you know? So, um, uh, we've all, music is something that we do. It's not who we are. It's like that kind of thing, you know? It's like one of our outlets. And um, Johnny is like, a, he's a keyboard bass player. He's like top graphic designer. I mean, he's working on CR7 currently, which is Cristiano Ronaldo's uh, label, um, and Sergeant Pep, which is a local uh, label. Josh has recorded his own albums. He's doing session work for guys like Matthew Moll. Um, in the last three years, I've built phone applications. I'm managing other artists. Um, I've got uh, some crypto miners running in the background. So we've, we've kind of had, um, <coughs> excuse me, We've kind of had all these different uh, things going on the side, you know. So when gangs ended, it was never like a stuff. Now what? You know, we we pro we we were kind of generating these second lives in a sense, um, and it's more like we kind of got to the point where like gangs has been amazing. We're all still mates, like relationally, we've been like amazing. Yeah. And um, we've really worked on that to make sure that we don't fight because that's how what ninety percent of bands kind of break up. Yeah. Um, We've also had an exit strategy in some degree, and it's been an incredible process. It's, we've got the photos and videos to show for it. We've got the networks that we've generated over that time. 
uh, we actually we've set ourselves up for the next kind of season and that's kind of how we, we felt about it you know it's incredible to look at it it's almost like it's almost been a like a like a the businesses or the business or the band per se it's almost been like a, a bridge onto the next thing and and almost like figuring yep. out as it goes along so I mean, you, you mentioned quite an interesting thing of how have you've retained friendships you know and i guess it would almost be like a, a preservation of culture you know eternally so how yeah i've imagined do that in the last seven years i mean that's a you don't often hear that where bands can survive past the two three year mark you know there's always a fight you know and the same with business and partnerships you know? so yeah yeah you more about that um you know my take on it is that um and this is just how probably how i'm wired is that um Businesses, it is not, it's rands and cents and principles and delivery dates, all that kind of stuff, but really is humans talking to humans yeah. at the end of the day. You know, so the actual precious, the most precious commodity you've got is the person on the other side of the phone to you, you know, and uh, I think if you can quickly learn to respect that, that's, um, you know, what you're dealing with is another human being that's got their own life, that's got their own kids, their own problems, their own stresses uh, like you do, um, it becomes far more manageable so we we work really really hard so like we even with like um obviously with the bands and stuff like you get sponsorships and guys will give you gear and all that kind of stuff we actually said no to a lot of like weird sponsors just because we didn't actually know these people we didn't connect with them as, as humans and we invested our, our our relational time in brands and people that we believed in and we've had which means that every relationship that we've had has been pretty much like four or five years each relationship and they've been extra first, yeah. you know, and that's also helped with our business. You know, if someone's handing you guitars, you don't have to buy a guitar, you know. Um, so, and as an external thing, we've got very, we've actually got, we become friends with, with an industry. You know, we've got deep relationships around the industry um, and we've got a, a, a network that, that they'll not only help us out, they want to help us out because we've taken time to uh, connect relationally. And then even just in the band, like we've got, uh, Essentially, you've got three personalities with three different backgrounds, uh, three different styles that you've got to kind of manage. Um, and we've had a very flat organization um, where we've, we've erred on preferring the person on the opposite side to ourselves. Wow. So humility has been quite like an important thing. I think the, the biggest issues where 99% of issues with the relationship is when there's an ego involved. Yeah. When you want to be right and you and you don't allow someone else to be right, even if they are, if even if they're wrong, yeah, you know, there's no presence of mind. Like when you self-consume, there's this is my thing. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make the plays. I'm gonna go forward. Uh, inevitably, you'll get a couple of wins, but you actually open yourself up for a, a lot bigger losses. You know, mm. um, I think like to put in perspective. If gang has gone seven years, it's seven years that we've invested our time, blood, sweat, tears, cash, uh, everything. So now in seven years to have a fallout with one of the members, it just leaves a, like a really bad taste for seven years of investment. Yeah. And we just not have to do that. So we've been very, very careful along the way. We've all, everybody, if someone's not putting the weight, we speak to them. We say, dude, let's, let's do this together, you know? Yeah. Yeah, feedback. You know, they say to us, you know, if you're not putting weight, it's not nice to hear, but the reality is if you're all going to make the decisions and you're all going to carry the weights, you're all going to make the decisions and you're all going to carry the weights. And that's the understanding that we've had as a band. Brilliant. And then how, what advice would you give to up and coming musicians now, you know, that are kicking off their career as a band? Um, I would say like a really important thing now is uh, 
just to have a bit of a plan. So I, I probably meet with young, every two or three weeks, I'll have a young person come and say, hey, please can I have a coffee with you? And I'll sit and just give them a few pointers how to get into the industry, right? And a, a very clear thing that they all have is that they, the art is the easy part, you know? So creating the, pod, the project, uh, the sound, getting it recorded, that's actually, it's, it's not hard because it's a very natural thing for them. But the problem is they arrive with the product and they say, oh, stuff, what? And the best they can muster up is I'm just going to put it on Facebook. Um, and that, that means that you're going to get uh, your, your 10 family members yeah. your, and your, your 50 best friends uh, involved in what you're doing, right? So but there are actually ways. Um, yeah. You know, so, if, so I would say, like, actually work your way back a little bit and say, where do I want to play? Who do I want to hear it? Um, and how do I do that? And treat yourself as a creator. So I had a, a real like a like a epiphany moment where I, I used to see myself as a musician and then I thought, oh wait a minute, I'm a creative. So everything that I approach is creative. You know, like the way I drive uh, from A to B, uh, how I see the world, what I what I wear, um, and how I approach business is I have got a creative space in my head that should be able to look at something at, at an alternate view. Um, mm-hmm. and that's so as much as, as important the product is, you can be creative in getting the product into people's hands and getting them to hear and see and all those kinds of things. There's no rules. Just yeah. remember, no rules. I love that. And um, yeah, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up now. But I mean, well, tell me, what are the so the future plans for yourself and the team? Yeah, so um, I'm I'm heading to the states really really soon, and we're gonna do some studying there, and um, I've got some I've. I've obviously got some friends over there I'm going to see and write with. And uh, so that's going to be really, really interesting. It's, I've never lived outside of Durban. Uh, so that's going to be a, a real cool time for myself and my wife. Um, and the other guys, like I say, we've been involved in all these different projects. I'm also, I'm also managing guys. So it's going to be an overseas kind of management thing that I'm going to be doing. And we've all got these other projects kind of running alongside. So we, I think we, for the first time, it's kind of strange. It's um, for the first time, like being in a band, you generally you're actually married to these people. Like I spend more time with these guys than I do my own wife. Yeah. And uh, for the first time in like seven years, we can actually just do what we want. I don't have yeah. to check. If I want to go on a holiday. I don't have to check the oak with the oaks. Hey guys, can I go? Because we got we haven't got a show or anything. You know? yeah. So, um, so it's a whole new little lease on life, which I'm really excited about. And um, I've got a huge belief that what you do next should be better than what you did last. So yeah, um, I'm really really excited. Well, this is just to wrap up like the final like 60 seconds. So just a quick, uh, yeah, it's key to find out more about you just on a practical sense. Like how do you spend your day on average? Um, I'm a, a little bit of a, a night owl. So I find my, I've had to learn about myself, which I think is really, really important. And um, so I found that I'm way more productive at night. So I'll generally, um, I generally go to bed 12 o'clock. Um, and then I'll sleep until about eight o'clock. Um, so that I'm just, just justifying my late start in the morning. Um, <laughs> Durbanite. Yeah, full Durbanite. Um, so I'll get up, um, I'll genuinely do it, I'll, like on some mails and WhatsApps and all that kind of stuff first thing in the morning. And then I'll structure my, my day around meetings and admin. Uh, I've also got, a, so I've got all these different spheres that I've got to attach. But I'll also, um, I learned recently really about myself as I've understood myself as that. I did the Strength Finders course, and my top thing was uh, connectedness, which is connecting people and networking. 
and then ideation. And ideation is uh, conceptualizing, understanding, thinking of new ideas, that kind of thing. And one of the things in that is that they, uh, they say you must set aside time to think. Um, so most, often, most, most days I'll set aside an hour just to sit, to think, conceptualize, um, and I found that I'm way more um, productive. And I've really, I've really found in the last two, three years, the more that I've understood myself, the more productive um, I've been, and I've actively worked with my strengths. And I, I, I used to get taught, you know, you've you got to be this completely balanced person, you've got to work some weaknesses in your strengths, but I've kind of flipped around in the last few years, and I've found that I'm way more productive when I just do what I'm, what, what I'm good at. Like doubling, doubling down. Do what I do, so... And I think, I think like, um, so far that's kind of worked and um, I feel like I'm in a bit more creative space than I've ever been. And also I connect to different spaces, you know, like I find that, for, I don't know what, I don't know how it all works out, right? But I connect when, when there's water around me. So like a shower, uh, a surf, or even sitting in front of waves or watching yeah. water moving, it, it feels like uh, my brain works a lot um, kind of sharper and clearer. So... I know that's all kind of like out there. I'm just, I'm, I think what I'm trying to say is that I think I just, I work with what's best, what makes me work best. So that's, those are the scenarios that I put myself into. I hear what you're saying. I think we should all probably surf a lot more if we are in the board meetings. Place. Let's go. Board meetings. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, and just to wrap up, uh, uh, what have you been reading lately? What's inspiring you? And what's actually, in, what have you read lately over the last five or 10 years that's actually got you to where you are now? That's actually set some of your direction, you know, and inspired you a lot? Uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm a fairly philosophical guy. Um, this is the world's greatest salesman. was the okay. last book that I read. I actually loved it. It was, it was amazing. Really short, simple read, um, and really, really profound. I think if you look beyond what's even being said, I think it's really beautiful to read, but uh, to kind of understand the broader picture mm -hmm. um, is, is really, really powerful. Um, I'm not a huge uh, reader. I, I, but reading really tires my mind. I, I do consume a lot of media though. And I feel like um, I actually spend time um, like watching certain individuals yeah. um, and kind of and get an understanding of generally what's going on in the world. Yeah. Anyone kind of inspiring you? Media, entertainment, music. I've been, you know, like I, I've been, I, I kind of try to go broad and I do, I, I listen to um, comedians, um, and then guys kind of commentating. I found one or two things lately of Russell Brand, which he's just a fascinating character and he's yeah. a really interesting, provoking guy and he's obviously very, very clever in what he does. Um, so some of those kinds of things. And then I, I also watch um, like very random guys like, I've, I've been watching a lot of stuff on Marilyn Manson even. even wow. And I, I like to understand how people, they're very powerful people that have got influence and I just like to watch. I don't, I don't, I don't watch to agree with people or to understand people. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I consume a lot of different kind of media. I, yeah. I just Are do things that, that interest my brain. I've also been watching a lot of magic tricks. <laughs> I Are just, that mean, stuff just. It's quite interesting you say that. Like a lot of times just, you don't, you don't actually have to agree with what the people are saying. But it's actually good just to hear practically why they're saying it and almost like finding out their point of view. Yeah, and what makes them tick, you know, there's a lot yeah. of really influential people in the world for a reason, you know, yeah. and to understand that and not just to 
kind of segregate yourself into your own little corner as well and your own little belief system and have a little wider worldview. I think it's, even if you don't agree with someone, like it's, it's important that you're able to embrace a lot of people, you know, and because uh, you need to be embraced. I mean, it lives up, so. Cool, man. Well, um, how can the uh, yeah. audience reach out to you? What's the best way of, uh, have you got any social accounts like on Twitter or Instagram? Yeah, so um, I'm most active probably on Instagram um, and Facebook. Uh, and it's all at Brad Kleinsman. Cool. It's pretty okay. simple. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for your time. Uh, but, yeah? Thanks, yeah. yeah. I know. I've probably haven't tweeted for what, four years. So. And uh, it feels like a lot of guys are migrating from Twitter to Instagram these days. Hey? So, yeah, yeah, unless you started in crypto, then apparently that's like the crypto Bible. People just tell you what's going on. Oh, on, on Twitter, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of where all the tech junkies hang out. So. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, thanks a lot for your time. We appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to like staying in touch. Maybe um, I, I, there's so much to talk about, but maybe we can hit episode two. And all the best for the States, man. Let's, uh, oh, thanks, let's man. stay in touch. Yeah. Cool, man. Shut, dude. Thank Peace you out. so much. High five.